You'd think that as a video game podcaster and comedian, my life is all fun and games. And honestly, you'd be right. About 90% of the time, it's, it's pretty sweet. But every morning, I deal with something very, very serious. My face. You don't become an Edmonton 6 overnight. It takes work. And in my case, it takes good facial hair. And fortunately, I have a great facial hair tag team partner in Harry's. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set and see what I'm talking about. Harry saw the tire fire that the shaving market had become and asked, how did it get like this? Crappy plastic razors, overpriced blades, all locked up like gold bars. And they said, no, we... We can fix this. And damn it, they did. Harry's ships premium quality razors right to your door. About once a month, I check my mail and there's that little box with everything I need to keep my kid presentable status. The blades stay sharp longer, which means an easier time getting my face in order in the morning. And the razors don't look like a dumb piece of plastic that a junior high schooler uses to take care of their peach fuzz. You have the facial hair of a man now. Shave like one. I actually leave my razor handle on the bathroom counter all the time just because it looks so damn classy. Harry's blades are German engineered and they're made to last. They're the best blades on the market for the best price and you don't even have to go out to get them. Set your delivery schedule and shave like a king. I know it sounds sarcastic, but I'm being serious. I've used Harry's forever. These blades are really freaking good. Highest reviews in the industry. A money back guarantee that you're not going to need and a subscription that you can cancel anytime you want. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. Remember the Game is brought to you by my website, abcomedy.net. Uh, as you may or may not know, I'm a comedian by night. And as much as I love talking about old video games, uh, telling jokes is how I actually pay my bills. So please check out my website. Uh, In addition to old episodes of this podcast, you'll find my blog, videos of my stand-up, all of my upcoming shows, and my contact information. If you need a comedian for your next fundraiser, corporate event, house party, whatever you got going on, uh, hit me up. Again, it's abcomedy.net. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe to it. Please leave us a good review. uh, And most importantly, please tell a friend. I'd really appreciate it. There'll be a new episode every single Wednesday. Thank you guys so much for the support. I hope you enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game, my retro gaming podcast, where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and geek out about a game from back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you guys so much for coming back for another episode. If it's your first time, welcome. There's no judgment here. You can be as big of a nerd as you want. We just want to talk about video games. Uh, You guys, thanks for listening this week for episode 27, January 9th. I'm finally doing it. I'm crossing over to the dark side. And I am uh, dipping my toe into the Sega Genesis pool. I, I delayed it as long as I could, but my buddy Andre is here, and we are going to look back at two separate Sega Genesis games, primarily Sonic 3 and also Sonic and Knuckles, the add-on card that came shortly afterwards. You guys know how that all works. Uh, I'm going to get more into that in a second. I'm just going to quickly touch on all the other junk I want to get out of the way. Before I talk some Sega, it feels dirty to talk some Sega Genesis. I'm sorry. Uh, it's, you guys know I'm a Nintendo fanboy, but Sonic 
Sonic's done all right, right? He's he deserves an episode. We'll do it. Um, many of you are already there. If you're not, we have a Facebook page. You can find it at facebook.com/slash member the game. You can also find us on Twitter at member the game. And now, new, we are on Instagram. I don't know how much I'm going to post on there outside of weekly episodes, but, you know, follows are still nice. We follow back anyone that follows us on those platforms. And our Instagram handle is also at MemberTheGame, just like Remember the Game without the RE, because someone already had it all on every single fucking one. I thought I had something original and clever, but I didn't. Um... So check those out. We also have a new logo for anyone that you've probably seen it if you're listening to this episode. If you haven't, it's a spoof on the original title screen to the original Super Mario Brothers, which really kickstarted this entire thing for me all those years ago. Um, I made that on on a weekend with a trial version of a photo editing program on my MacBook, and it didn't take me too long. Uh, so that's cool. It's better than the old one. Honestly, the, the original uh, logo, I kind of just Googled like... Um, 8-bit video game character collage and then found the image to put in it and I don't need someone coming after me someday and saying hey you took my image so that's been done away with this one looks a little brighter and better hopefully more people will see it on iTunes excuse me more people see it on iTunes and jump on it so that's cool Uh, and speaking of seeing the podcast on iTunes and jumping on it you guys I know I bring it up every week but our downloads are up like I was just looking at the my login thing on Podbean and our, our pod our downloads are up 54.5% 54.5% over the last two weeks. I have no idea. seems like every day I log in and I've got a whole bunch more downloads. Someone else has maybe discovered it and gone and downloaded a bunch of old ones. I don't know. I don't know where these downloads are coming from, but thank you guys all so much. It's like on almost the daily, somebody messages me about the podcast now and says something nice. Uh, and that's fucking rad. So I'm really, I really am like blown away at the support it's getting. So thank you guys all so much for telling your friends, sharing it, listening to it. Um, uh, if you like it, leave us a review. I know I plug it all the time, but, uh, I, I want to read reviews and comments and stuff on here. And I don't really have any more reviews or comments to read. I don't think, I think I've gone through most of them, uh, other than people talking about the games. But as far as anything to do with the podcast, I can't find anything. Literally, you can just post something insulting me. If you want, and I'll read that on here. I don't care. You'll get your 15 seconds of fame. I'll give you a shout out. So uh, comment on the Podbeat app, comment on a YouTube video, comment on the iTunes app, whatever. Uh, a review, would re- I'd really appreciate it. Uh, I promise I'll, I'll read them if you guys leave them. Uh, and I just closed my list of things I wanted to talk about. because That's how good I am at this uh, this job. Oh, yeah. Something else I wanted to talk about this week quickly is, uh, is EB Games. The game store, GameStop, EB Games, whatever you want to call them. I... Uh, I spent a decent amount of time in them over the last month or so with Boxing Day sales and Christmas shopping and and all that good stuff. And like, I don't hate on them as much as most people in the in the gaming hobby do. Like, you know, you could go online and find just video after video of people shitting on on GameStop and EB for their practices and for the terrible employees and all that stuff. And I've never found them that bad. You know, I go in. I have one near my house here in Edmonton that I go to fairly regularly. Um, less so now because I've really trans, I've really transitioned into being a, a com- I'm about 85, 90% digital on my games now. So I don't have to go in quite as often, but, uh, when I do go in, you know, they try to sell you the, the pre-sales and the, and the gaming guarantee to come in and exchange it and stuff like that. But that's, I've never found them that pushy. That's one of the things people complain about, but to me, they ask, I say, no, they say, cool, that's it. You know, um, I've never had a bad experience with the, with the employees there themselves, my problem with EB Games is like, when did it become such a flea market? 
And I'm sorry if I mentioned this a week or two ago, because I did have it marked down to say it, uh, and I forgot. Uh, I think I forgot to bring it up in the past. But, like, you go in there now, and like, and I get that they have to change their business model because they're, they'll be dead. In five years, they'll be gone if they don't do something. But you go in now, and it, it literally feels like less than half of the store is video games. And the rest is T-shirts and those stupid Funko things and just fucking crap and board games and, and like... I'm not saying that they don't need to change their model because they do or they're in a lot of trouble. Like just games isn't going to carry them for too much longer. More and more people are going digital like I am or they're ordering stuff off the off the Amazon and stuff like that. But it just is like it's claustrophobic to go into some of those stores now. You know, it's not an enjoyable. It used to be fun, right? Like going to EB Games used to be rad. You could go in and just look at all the games and now it sucks. So EB Games, you suck. I was I, literally that's all I wrote in my show notes was EB Games sucks. So there you go. If you listen to this and you work there, sorry, uh, but your store kind of sucks. Uh, that's really everything I wanted to touch on as far as what I've been playing over the last week or so. It's been primarily Smash Bros. Uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate. It's so good. If you don't, if you have a Switch, I, I implore you to play it. And if you don't have a Switch, uh, get a Switch. It's the hottest selling console of this generation after 23 months. So my Nintendo fanboyism is paying off. Um, but and, and that said, Smash is rad. Like I can't stop playing. I'm trying to cut back on my gaming and I'm trying to do more reading. But every time I sit down to play, I'm like, it's got to be Smash, Smash, Smash. Uh, I also picked up Dark Souls Remastered. Um, if, you've, if you've never played Dark Souls, it's an action adventure RPG kind of game. Uh, known like it's 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 infamous for its difficulty and i've never played it it's one of those big franchises that i never played so i finally decided to pick it up try it uh i've given it a fair chance not for me i don't like it. it's not the difficulty and that's one of the things man you go online and you try to search for help or like what to do or anything and people are so fucking obnoxious in comments on reddit and stuff like that just shitting on you like get good that's the big comment get good or you suck at games and i, I don't suck at games I suck at 99% of the things I do in life, but I don't suck at games. And honestly, I don't find the difficulty off-putting. Like, I have no problem dying over and over again. My problem with it is dying, going back to the last, the you save at bonfires, like that's like checkpoints. Going back to the last bonfire I was at and hiking through five to 10 minutes of the same slow uh, gameplay, the exact same layout of the level to get back to whoever killed me to try again. That's what frustrates me. And I guess I can see the argument that people make that do love Dead Souls, or uh, pardon me, uh, Dark Souls. Uh, people argue in, in favor of it because they're like, well, it gives you consequences and it makes dying matters. And I'm totally, yeah, I get it. Like it's, I agree with that. You know, I'm an old school gamer, right? That's what this whole podcast is about is old games and old games were fucking tough. So I'm okay with that. It's just, it's the slow, monotonous repetition to get back to where I was. That is just, I'm like, I don't know. I have limited time to play now and I have too many other things I'm interested in before I fucking sit here and dink around this anymore. So Dark Souls gets a fail. Uh, And then I've been playing the original Sonic and Sonic 2 on the Sega Genesis collection. Uh, Partially to get ready for this podcast and partially just because I I like, I don't don't hate them. You know, they're platformers. That's my genre. That's my jam. My jam, my genre jam is platformers. That's fucking lame, genre jam. So I'm playing Sonic 1 and 2. Unfortunately, the two we talk about today, which is Sonic 3 and Sonic and Knuckles, are not on the Sega collection. I I guess it has something to do with the music because Michael Jackson was involved in making the music. Um, 
But I've been playing Sonic 1 and Sonic 2. And uh, with that said, I've had a few people say they want more Sega games on here. So if you're listening to this and you have a Sega game you want to talk about, uh, let me know. In particular, have a look at the Sega Collections uh, list. It's on pretty well every major console out there now. And let me know if there's something on there I should play. I'm interested. I played a little bit of Vector Man. I've played some Gunstar Heroes. Uh, I, I want to get more involved in the Sega community. The, so, so let me know if you're a Sega person, if there's something I should be playing, let me know what there is, what, what it is. And I'll log in there and give it a shot. Oh yeah. And I know about fantasy star. They're on my list. I will get to them. Okay. So just anything other than fantasy star, the Sonic games that I should be playing. Let me know. All right. Um, I'd appreciate it. So that's what I've been playing. That's it. Now we're going to get to the podcast, you guys. Like I said, my pal Andre is back. This week we're talking Sonic 3 and Sonic and & Knuckles for the Sega Genesis. Uh, Sonic 3 came out in North America February 2nd, 1994. And then the Sonic & Knuckles add-on cart came out just a few months later, August, October 18th, 1994. If you don't know the story between Sonic 3 and Sonic and & Knuckles, we're going to explain it all in the podcast this week. So kick back and relax. Cue the music. That's a long intro. And let me get to my chat with Andre where we talk a little Sonic the Hedgehog and we finally break down a Sega Genesis game for you fucking Sega losers. All right. Thanks for listening, you guys. I really appreciate it. Here we go. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Podcasting's a weird job because I talk to you nerds all the time. Every day, I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad. The ugly... I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're going to keep hearing me say it. Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And better help is a great way to go about it. I don't BS you guys. I don't say I've used something if I've never used it. I've personally talked to a BetterHelp therapist about the stuff going on in my personal life, and I genuinely found it helpful. To have someone to talk to that doesn't have any skin in the game, that can just listen and try to help me come up with a roadmap to get through the tough times... It's just invaluable. It has seriously really helped me. I've talked to my therapist through video and you can do it that way or you can do it over the phone or even just over chat and they give you as many schedule options as possible so you can work a session in around your life. It's licensed therapy as convenient as it gets. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash remember the game today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash remember the game. Sega presents one champion of good, one pawn of evil. It's Sonic and Knuckles. Not only is it the greatest Sonic game ever, it also comes with lock-on technology. Plug in Sonic 2 and use Knuckles to play in a whole new way. Plug in Sonic 3 for 34 megs of power, new worlds, and surprise endings. Sonic and Knuckles with lock-on technology, only on Sega Genesis. It has taken me, I don't know what episode this is actually going to be when it launches, because I never know when these are going up or what order. But uh, I have finally caved to the peer pressure and decided to dip my toe into the Sega Genesis pool very reluctantly. No, I have no problem with Sega. I just didn't know one. My buddy Andre is back. How are you, my friend? I'm doing. I'm happy to be here, man. I, I love talking games with you, buddy. It's the best. It's so fun. Uh, I appreciate you coming over. And you were one of a few people that have asked me to do Sega games. Yep. Uh, I did not own a Sega. I did. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm counting on you to carry this combo. Oh, yeah. Now, that said... 
if there's one Sega game, because I did collect for a while and I did own some Sega stuff and these collections have been out and things like that. If there's one Sega franchise that I have played and I've played fairly extensively, it's the one everybody has played. It's the mascot of Sega. It's the it's it's arguably the biggest non-Nintendo mascot in gaming. I at least at that. one point for sure. Yeah, and he still because he still shows up to this day. He's still a pretty popular cat, and that is Sonic the Hedgehog. And we are going to talk Sonic the Hedgehog three, and we're probably going to cross over into Sonic and Knuckles because it's basically a one in one point five. Well, because well, you have the you have it's its own yeah. Sonic and Knuckles is its own game, but mm-hmm. you can hook it up to three and play as right. Knuckles, which now, is the best part. And now I'm going to try my best to keep this conversation steered towards Sonic Three and Sonic and Knuckles, and not dip too far into Sonic and Sonic Two, so that I could do another episode about them. So we're going to try to stick to these two, other than comparisons. Having said that, uh. I've read a lot of things because getting ready for this podcast, I had to do some homework because like I said, I'm still a little gray when it comes to the Sega and uh, yeah. it's pretty down the middle as to people think Sonic 2 or Sonic 3 is the best of the original trio. For, I'll say for me, I play, I played, I had all, I had all three plus Sonic and Knuckles. I probably played three more than anything else. Like for me, I, I don't know what it was. Sonic 2 is a good game, but Sonic 3 to me, maybe due to the, the be able to hook up, play, play as Knuckles and be able to climb up stuff. Maybe that's why. Uh, see, I found uh, playing them all because I have played through all of them, and uh, yeah. I haven't beaten all of them. They're fucking hard. No, they're, dude, <laughs> they're hard games, man. I don't man. think I ever beat Sonic Three or Sonic Knuckles. Being like, it's one hit, you go back to the middle level, you die enough. It's mm-hmm. it, it's, it's Super Mario style, right? Like you got lives. You yeah, only got, yeah. You got your rings. You, get, you can only survive a certain amount. Having said that, this was one of the first of that era's platformers that really I thought had a cool story to it. You know, like in the previous like Mario and, and, and like when I think of like the original old school platformers outside of Mario and Sonic, I think of things like DuckTales, Chip and Dale, like some of those types of platformers. Yeah. You know, the Donkey Kong games, I guess, stuff like that. But uh, the storylines are pretty thin. You know, like, oh, the princess has been kidnapped. Or, or, or like, if you're doing playing Chicken, Chippendales or DuckTales, it's, it's based off, like, a TV show. Yeah, or a yeah, movie, yeah. Right? yeah. Whereas, like, with Sonic 3, like, I mean, the original Sonic, he's fighting with... It's obviously Sonic versus Robotnik. It's always the same. And for the record, for the record, and I have to get this out there right now, we are referring to him only as Dr. Robotnik. Dr. Eggman can go fuck itself. Yeah, I I, I never liked... I don't... Like, I, I liked it, like, Sonic cartoons and everything when you go whatever Eggman like as an insult to yeah him. yeah yeah but I always thought of the Eggman part as an insult to to, I, to Robotnik never as his name I know that's always bothered me and I don't know when he became like they started calling him Eggman but it's stu- like Robotnik to me because like to me the whole cool thing he my was, voice is he cracking. Was, he was shaped like a giant egg. Sure, but that's like, why so Sonic, let's Sonic call him it, right? But like, it doesn't like if somebody kept calling me Eggman, I wouldn't adopt that as my name and be no, like, yeah, I'd I am be like, an egg. screw you, I'm Doctor Robotnik. To me, like the cool thing, like because my favorite video game character in any franchise ever is Bowser. Like, I love, I think Bowser. I that's why I have his that. amiibo over there. I play as him in every game I can. Like, Bowser's the coolest. Okay. Yeah. Having said that. I actually kind of like the concept of this Dr. Robotnik guy who's turning animals into robots. and Like, yep. I used to read the comic books. I used to watch oh, the cartoon. I, I, I was, obs- like, because you got me. I'm, I was a Sega kid, right? Mm-hmm. So I was obsessed with everything Sonic. I own comic books. I watched, I think I've watched every version of the cartoon that's ever come out with Sonic. I, I, I think up to this day, like, anything yeah. that Sonic, I've watched. Like, and, like, some of the stuff they've done is... 
Robotnik is one of my favorite villains. The, the fact that he was just he was always portrayed as a crazy scientist, mm-hmm. and it, it but it was always very basic. It was never he never was going into anything crazy. Never it yeah. was just like I want to turn people into robots, and I want I I want a robot army. Yeah. Simple. Yeah, I thought but he was it, really cool. He, he's and Sonic, always seem maniacal. Yeah, and Sonic is like defending the animals and stuff. Yep. And then you can throw in the Chaos Emerald and all that stuff. Oh, and yeah. that and that kind of leads us into Sonic 3. One of the things I really appreciate about Sonic 3 is, especially for a game in that era, I think it came out in 94. It was mid-90s. Uh, yeah, somewhere. Like, I think had, I would have been like seven or eight yeah, when I started playing this game. It was back in the day. But it had a, like, a legitimate story. Oh, yeah. You know, it was like there are these emeralds. Yeah, and then okay. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Sonic 3, you crashed onto Knuckles' island, the floating island. Yeah, because I think where you play the majority of on that island. Yeah. But you, that's, because they, remember, they built this game knowing they had Sonic and Knuckles, the game coming out yeah. too. Yeah. And that's, and that's why you have the ability to plug your, your Sonic 3 into Sonic and Knuckles and play as Knuckles through Sonic 3. Yeah, it was almost like the first ever DLC like it was really like it's kind, an, yeah, kind of it's an of. expansion pack, but it was almost yeah. like DLC. So what I appreciate so much about this game and the storyline is like, and I feel, I feel like this about wrestling. I feel like this about TV shows, just about any form of meat entertainment. I love it when enemies team up. I just I've always thought that is so cool. Like I like yeah. it. Like you know what I mean. Like when whenever like if there's something where the turtles have to team up with Shredder or any like any. I just think I just I've yeah. always been fascinated by that. And this game does that. They introduce this guy Knuckles, who's a good guy. Yeah. But they make him Sonic's enemy because Robotnik convinces him that Sonic is the bad guy. Yeah. And, and so but in the end, you you have Sonic trying to get through this game, and he is like trumped by Knuckles throughout the game. Knuckles keeps stopping him. Yeah. But. In the end, Knuckles finally realizes, no, Robotnik's the one. He he's one that forced him to crash into the island. He's yeah. the one that's turning people into robots. Like he's the one that's stealing the Chaos Emeralds. It, it's, I think that's so cool. Like yeah. I, I love the idea that like like to me like and I, again I can't help but draw a wrestling comparisons. I love wrestling so much. Yeah. But like part of the reason I love this part of wrestling is because of uh, I'm not kidding of Sonic and Knuckles and that story. Yeah, is the idea of like the two guys. Like both slowly turning at the same time and realizing like that this other guy has been playing them both. Yeah. And then the crowd gives you that pop, and then the two guys well, lay yeah, waste. You, the- you have Robotnik playing it, so making Knuckles think Sonic's the bad guy. So Sonic thinking, oh, this Knuckles guy is just yeah. is another one of Robotnik's goons. Yeah, it's but awesome. But in the end, you're Sonic just the, the realization of Sonic going. Wait no, this guy's just been corrupted, and so I got to do everything to make him good again. Yeah, and then like yeah. to me, like the ultimate kicker in this isn't just that Sonic and Knuckles team up, but it's the fact that they give you the ability to play as Knuckles. Oh yeah, and I think that that is about the coolest thing. Like, I mean, I, I know lots of video games have happened. Like, I like spoiler alerts for Chrono Trigger. If you if you played Chrono Trigger, yeah, okay. Spoiler alerts for Chrono Trigger. You can get the original who seems to be the main villain to join your team. Yeah. And like and that kind of stuff is really cool, you know? But like Sonic and Knuckles was like one of the first games to really do that. Well, yeah. Where you could team up with the guy that was supposed and, to be and your enemy. And then if you got the repel the thing is Sonic 3 had great replayability on top of it all because you had the ability to go through with Knuckles. And the thing is with Knuckles, you jump off of something, fly to the next thing, climb walls. You climb up to areas that aren't normally mm-hmm. explorable as sonic which is cool because you can get up there get other rings find things yeah which to me was a really cool factor to that game yeah and like and, and that the, yeah see like and that's one of the reasons i like knuckles so much is like and this is gonna be my first criticism i'm not the world i have played all three sonic games the originals uh i i think sonic is rad yeah. i love the i love sonic i like tails i like knuckles robotnik but 
I've never been a huge fan of the gameplay of a Sonic game because it gets going so fast that I'm like, you miss things. There are right. times you miss stuff in I, those games. I like That's to, why when you play as Knuckles, yeah. you do move through the levels a lot slower. Yeah. And you learn to appreciate certain things about that game as Knuckles. Yeah. Because you're not racing through the game as much because you're trying to hop and go up to play and climb the play. And like, don't get me wrong, you couldn't just climb up every single wall, right? Because no, no, th- there was limits. But there was times where you can climb up and then there's rings in a place you never thought or you get yeah. like in certain games like places emeralds and things like that stuff you could never get at sonic yeah it made it infinitely more enjoyable to oh, me yeah. to slow it down a little bit and be able to explore because i'm used to mario and donkey kong and those kinds of games where i can take my time look around oh, yeah. find things and knuckles to me made it into that and i enjoyed it so much more oh yeah but that, but that so. he still had sonic's abilities where he could like do this ball do and the spin balls and all that stuff but you get the ability to climb you get the ability to fly or i guess glide not fly yeah but. yeah uh, I love that. Uh, that said, like another one of the things I noticed when I was reading about two versus three is that some people prefer the graphical style to two. Uh, I think three is beautiful. Oh, like I think I, to I this think day, it, three it, pops. It's one of my. It's I, I I've still pull I still pull out an emulator and play Sonic three every once in a blue moon. Mm-hmm. It, it's I don't play it a lot, and it's been a couple at least a couple years since I played it. Sure. But it's it's one of those games for me that. The visuals, they're not like obviously the visuals don't hold up, I guess, but they hold up for me. And the fact is, I know I'm going back to play an old game. I think it's gorgeous. And there's some there's some old games I can't play anymore because the 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 graphs were that bad. But you got the Genesis, which is I think one of the better selling systems in North America for the time because mm-hmm. it, it it was, dude, like, it was a the dude. system came out like over here. And was just murdering Nintendo. It hurt Nintendo over here. It yeah. really because Nintendo, I think, at one point had like a ninety-five share of, of of the of the video game market. Then Sega put out the Genesis and just knocked them down to like like Nintendo only had like fifty-five percent of the market share at that point. Yeah, Sega gave them a good run, man, oh, yeah, for a and, while. And it, it's on the back of games that just and producing well, well, a lot of visually well games. Absolutely. It's, yeah, and being able to go back and play it and not be like, oh, this is so annoying is really great to me. Yeah, I'll sit here and... Uh, I took a drink of water. I thought I had another time. Um, I'll sit here and criticize the controls in a Sonic game because to this day, I find the controls frustrating uh, when it gets going so fast. I'm like, I just want to explore and it's the fucking running and stuff. Having yeah. said that, like, I think all three of them, in particular three and Knuckles, uh, are, are really gorgeous. They're like, for that 16... Like, I love... 16-bit sprite and, and style graphics. Well, and, and they you, you nailed look at it. Sonic Knuckles Tails. They're not built very. They're built a lot better than the 16-bit because Sonic, for the most time, when he's just standing there or turned a certain way, he's not blocky. He's, no, he's rounded. He's, yeah, he looks. They, he looks smooth. They would Knuckles look his like he because he has those dreadlocks or whatever. Yeah, he look like his, the dreadlocks look smooth. That like yes, when they start spinning and everything and do it, it's, it's a little blockier, but that's that's because you have to because it's a moving thing in a course, game. Yeah. But what make yeah it makes it go, be able to go back and play it is that being able to look at it and going wow this is like crisp it's, yeah it's for that time especially for nineteen what ninety five mid nineties yeah it's it's a crisp game yeah they really appeal to me because of their graphic styles uh they're beautiful. Sorry, my dog's being a pain in the butt. Uh, they're gorgeous games. Uh, I also love the soundtrack. I actually, because Sega has a collections uh, game that's out on just about everything that's coming out on Switch today. 
Like, it's out everywhere now. Nice. And uh, Sonic 1 and Sonic 2 are on it, but Sonic 3, Sonic Knuckles isn't. And they're saying what? that... Uh, yeah, and, and I was like, what the fuck? Why? Well, I guess and, for that, because you got to be able to build Sonic 3 to have, be able to have the option to play as knuckles no i read that the i don't think that would be a problem i read the reason they're not on as a music thing because michael jackson was partially responsible for the soundtrack it's in actually Sonic true. 3. Uh, i was reading it he, he he worked on the soundtrack but then left partway through game production but they were still using like they changed yeah. a bunch of the soundtrack but they still used a few of the tracks that he had worked on so yeah, I can understand licensing problems because you got to deal with his estate to get those yeah. licenses, right? And that's been it. It's like how Earthbound wasn't released on any virtual console forever because music was too close to some copyrighted music, and they were having a problem with why, it. Why you'll never see video like wrestling games on any yeah. small systems? Yeah. So not just for that reason, but music is a huge factor. Music in likenesses, that. things like that. And so with Sonic Three, there's the music because the music in that game, like I, I don't remember it, but I was I've been watching some videos of the game to get ready for this. Uh, the music's fucking great, man. Oh, dude, it it, it was all like it would get intense. Like, there was like a lot of it was like as you're playing through level, it's light and fun, and then when you get to Eggman or you get to some bad guys it gets like intense and like dun, 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 dun. yeah it's, it, but it's always like dun, dun, dun. yeah and they, i loved it they really did a great job of making you feel like you're playing a cartoon show like playing it yeah you know? it, it felt like because at the same time because when sonic came out the first one then you the cut the cartoons coming out after as as any phenomenon style game at that point like mario had its own had his cartoons yeah. and his shows come out sonic and i think sonic was one of the more successful ones from then because that show lasted for a while. It spawned like Sonic Underground. It spawned yeah. multiple versions of uh, and and where Mario, you don't see a lot of cartoons no, and stuff for. I mean, he had his cartoons, and if you've never, if you haven't watched them since you were a kid, leave it that way. Because I bought the DVDs of the Super Show because I was so excited, <laughs> I and I'm like, no, nah, I can't. Ago. This is not good. So bad. If you're hearing this, you're probably a gamer. And for our kind, nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files. Have you ever experienced the loss of a save file? It's soul-crushing. Dozens, maybe hundreds of hours of work. Gone, like that. But at the end of the day, it's a video game. It matters, but kinda, you know? That exact scenario, but with a work project, an essay for school, data for your business, that's no joke. That can be really serious. You need a safety net. And I got you, fam, with my partners over at CrashPlan. Visit CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. CrashPlan has been protecting people's data since 2001. And a couple years ago, they set out on their own with one mission, to provide the best damn cloud backup solution on the market. CrashPlan runs quietly in the background of your computer or Mac, and every 15 minutes on the clock, they create a new backup of every file that's changed in that time. So if something goes wrong, God forbid, you don't lose hours, lose days, lose weeks of work. Just log into your account, and you can download your most recent backup from the secure cloud servers. And there's not just one backup. There's a laundry list of them. You can pick and choose which one you want. It's like the ultimate undo button. If if you work on a computer in any capacity, CrashPlan is a must-have. And if you're thinking, ah, that's for big businesses, I'm just Joe Schmo. CrashPlan protects Joe Schmo. They offer a ton of plans and tiers. So there's a crash plan for everyone from small one-person businesses like me to you fancy businesses in offices with staff and free donuts and all that stuff. Time is money. Why wouldn't you protect your work? Spreadsheets, diagrams, videos, art, podcasts. 
CrashPlan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. But like Sonic, it, it, he, it, it, so as you, if you're a fan of the cartoon, then you go and play Sonic 3. It's like, yeah, it feels like you're playing the cartoon yeah. or the comic books through again. Yeah, they did a great job on that. Oh, yeah, very It's much funny so. because when you look at the two competitive systems, like Nintendo from Mario 1 to Mario 3, they really didn't do much with the story. They just were like, let's just make this a bigger, funner, it, it, more creative game. Yeah. And I really feel Sega decided to go with the let's work on the story and they introduced Knuckles. Well, I think- but they didn't really like... Like they... They didn't really expand the series. The only real expansion they made, which was a genius expansion, uh, and you can argue it's because they couldn't fit it all in one card or because they were against time constraints or they just wanted to make more money by selling you two full-priced games. I don't really care. The Knuckles, Sonic and Knuckles cart is, to this day, I think, an absolutely awesome adapter. So basically, if by some chance you don't know, Sonic and Knuckles is its own game yep. where you basically play basically you pay you play a, a slightly varied version of Sonic 3 but as Knuckles. Like from Knuckles well, perspective. Well, there's Sonic and Knuckles was its own game and it, you had its own storyline but then you plug Sonic 3 in and you play Knuckles right. through you Sonic could, 3. And it was so cool. I remember my friend Adam had it and I thought it was so cool. You could plug Sonic and Knuckles into the Sega, open the top of the cart and then plug Sonic 2 or Sonic 3 into the top of the cart and play, and play them as knuckles i don't know if two was but i know yeah. three was it yeah oh because i never which actually is, plugged two into that which is really rad because i read that people were trying it with all kinds of games like plugging them in just to see if you could add knuckles to your game and it just was like not working <laughs> fantasy at all start right Play, playing through fantasy star with knuckles yeah nhl amazing. 94 and knuckles, <laughs> on, <laughs> knuckles on the hartford on the whalers uh but uh but like so that was a really like i said like i mean i guess if you really you could you could you could take the high road and call it the an expansion pack which I think is probably a more accurate Yeah, uh, I'd claim. say so because it, it had its own... Yeah, you put it alone, it had its own game. Right. But then it, it had the ability to hook up, I guess, okay, I didn't know, two and three. Yeah. But, and it makes those games infinitely more playable. Oh, yeah, it gives you a whole new playthrough, right? Like, I mean, you could call it an expansion pack. I guess you could call it DLC. I like expansion pack better. But it would have been like, I'll well, tell you, you right now. It, you bought it, so technically expansion, right. not DLC. Yeah, exactly. There you yeah. go. It was, and, the early, it was the early DLC. <laughs> yeah. Like, as a Nintendo fan, I'll tell you right now, if they had released a fucking, like, I don't know, because Luigi was playable, so I can't think of it. Just say Wario, even though Wario wasn't really big then. But if they had released like a, a fucking Mario and Mario and Wario cart that I could have plugged into my Super Nintendo and, and then, then put, put and Super Mario game, World in, and then you put Super Mario and you play as Wario through the game, that would have made that game so much. Would have blown better. my mind oh, as yeah. a kid. So like for you, Sega, and like, and we the episode will probably be out before this episode comes out. But I have one recorded about the whole Sonic or the whole Sega versus Nintendo console wars. Oh yeah. Um. But I'll tell you right now, as an, as a kid that was firmly on the Nintendo side, looking at Sonic and Knuckles, I was like, wow, that's pretty rad. Yeah, it, it was a really creative idea by a company that. I'll say this: like I played hot, like I, I played NHLs on my on my Genesis. They released those mm-hmm. on because those were multi platform games. But I'll say this: they didn't Sega didn't have the greatest original content games? No, they didn't. Other than maybe Fantasy Star and Sonic, yeah. What like I played a bunch of games, but the games I remember the most were Sonic and Fantasy Star. Yeah, because they were the best ones out there. Everything else was 
a game. It was enjoyable, but it didn't have like it wasn't like epic to me. No. Where it's... like I'll say this to Nintendo's game, the Super Super Nintendo, it had a lot more high quality games. It has a legacy that is unparalleled, yeah. I think. Where but... yeah, Genesis was a, a thing of its time. And the thing is, Genesis was it, it, its big place was actually in in North America. Mm-hmm. It did fine in Japan. But when they released it in North America, that's that's where it exploded. Yeah. Well, they did such a great job of going after Nintendo oh, with yeah. it. It's funny because like when I think of Sega, I think of a company that I'm, <laughs> I don't want to go back to wrestling because I know this isn't a wrestling podcast. But like I've always looked at it as Nintendo is the WWF, WWE, and Sega is WCW. And there was a point where yeah. Sega had WWF struggling and then they kind of fucked it up and part oh, yeah. of the reason sega fucked it up and when i think when i think of sega Saturn. i'm telling you right now the first thing that comes to my mind is the sega cd the sega 32x the sega saturn yeah then by the time they got to the dreamcast it was just too much right well because it, it, it's because and and not to the fact that playstation came out and really hurt sega oh, playstation because and I've, I've read so much on this like the it's for sega when they brought up the saturn they had, way they had the same capabilities as the PlayStation did, but they had put so much more processors and things into it. Right. Then uh, PlayStation had got it down to one processor. They had multiple, so it, it took more time for uh, people to to build the game to run off of four, multiple processors. Sure. It took it it took more time to produce, so that really hurt them. Oh yeah, all those adapters and all their changes and everything are what sunk yeah. that company. But when I think of Sonic and Knuckles, I'm like, this is like the. This was a. I think that was you, the pinnacle. Of that Sega. was a cool reno- innovation. By and that you was guys. the pinnacle of Sega for me. Was yeah. the Sonic Three, Sonic and Knuckles. That was the height of Sega for me. Yeah, yeah, I would give them that. That might have been their height as a whole. Like I, that was a well, cool and, and moment the, for them. Well, now they're just a game production company, which is not a bad which thing. They put, they still put out some good games. Yeah, which is fine. It's it's the fact that as a, as a as a system as a whole. Sonic 3 and Sonic Knuckles, to me, were the pinnacle of the Sega Genesis. Right. And or I, of Sega consoles. And as a non-diehard Sonic fan that has still played most of the Sonic games, uh, I mean, I guess outside of the original Sonic on the Dreamcast, you could argue that Sonic 3 yeah. was about as high as he... Like, and he's even, been in a lot of bad games, man. Yeah, and because remember, the first three plus Sonic Knuckles were really good games, but then you start getting into the Sega Saturn games, the, the Dreamcast the, games... They were not good. Sonic did not transition into 3D well. No. 2D was where... He, although like, I will say, and I made this note and forgot this, I love the... I don't know if you call them full 3D, but... Excuse me, the bonus levels in Sonic 3. Like where you go, the camera's behind him. Oh, yeah, you're running on those That was on those, those grids. Were fun I would play a whole game of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like a puzzle game like that. Those were fun. Like, I love that. I mean, just before you said that, I'm thinking, wasn't there one where you followed him? Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah I thought that was game. awesome. Yeah, those were cool. Because it gave you... Yes, you had your, your, your side-scroller game, but then it gave you a, just a fun kind of 3D-ish game to play. Sure. But without going too hardcore into 3D. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I think, uh, I don't know, man. I'm not a Sonic kid. I'm not a Sega kid. I think Sonic deserves some love. Sonic's earned his spot. Sonic is in the 10, not the 10 biggest gaming franchises of all time, but I would easily put him in the top, probably top five most recognizable gaming mascots of all time. Oh, yeah. You, you take, Everybody put, you knows put Sonic him. in front of some, like, people, like, obviously not anymore is he, he's that recognizable to newer generations, because he's only a... a a character in games now yeah or in side in like a side character but 
You, anyone, put, you you show Son- the the picture of Sonic to anybody our age or yeah. maybe a l- slightly younger, you or know Sonic, a little older. They're like that's Sonic. He or you was, can put tails and knuckles in front of them, yep. and they'll know who they are. Son- Sonic was like when he got announced for Smash Brothers Brawl. Uh, I was legitimately jacked because he was. I was like, I would love to see Sonic in a game like that. And then when he showed up, and I've tried to play as him in, in both Smash Brothers games, he's, he's been a hard in, one to and do. I'm so bad with him. He's so it, hard. It, it is, he's based on turning into a ball and zipping I know. across stuff. I'm so bad using him, but I, I, know, I just love I, that he's to in me, the games. To me, because I'll say this, I haven't played Pat, I've never, I haven't played Smash Brothers since Melee. Oh, okay. But trying to play Sonic in a game like that, I don't know, because you're trying to go fast, yeah. but you have to stop at the edges of everything. That'd be kind of he, hard. He's hard. I, I, I suck with him anyway. But yeah. uh, All right, dude. So let's just, let's just put this whole package, Sonic 3 and Sonic and & Knuckles, together, because I'm not doing another episode on one of the other. No, because they're, it, they're, they're, they're one they're and 1.5. Yeah. They are. What would you give those games out of 10? To, yeah, I'd probably go 8.3, because like, I had so much fun playing those in the day, but there are problems with them, but nothing horrible. But yeah, yeah. eight point three, I'd say. Yeah, I'll go with uh, I'll go with an eight because I think honestly, I think there's some I, I have some I have some issues with the gameplay as I've mentioned in here numerous times, but the the innovation of them I think is is incredible, and I love Knuckles. Like I, for the record, and I'm putting it out here right now before it's too late, I want him in Smash so well, bad. He be, I think he would be a strong character for Smash because he's not like yes, he can move quick. Like doing the ball rolls and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But he's not based on that because he, you can have him jump, you can glide. You can away make him a people. brawler with his and, with his knuckles. Well, you can in make his him fist because he has the spikes spikes on his fist, like the knuckles, and it's just like that makes so much sense. I just think he's the coolest character. So oh, yeah. knuckles is the best. Easily. These games are from good. the OG stuff. Yeah, he's probably the best character. So for you fucking Sega kids out there that are like, hey, they never talk Sega. There's your Sega. There, and I don't have to talk one for another like you thirty talk, episodes. You to talk with a Sega kid. Yeah, I <laughs> talk with a Sega kid about Sega, and now I'm done for another thirty. Episodes. <laughs> uh, thanks for doing this, buddy. I always have to. That's going to do it for this week's episode, you guys. Andre, thank you so much for coming over talking Sega Genesis with me. Still feels dirty. I'm going to have to go have another shower. Uh, you can, no, Sega's fine. Uh, Andre, thanks for coming over. You guys, sorry, that's my computer. Uh, you guys, thank you so much for listening. I really, really do appreciate it. Like I said, downloads are up 50 plus percent over the last two weeks. I don't know where the fuck they're coming from, but I hope it continues. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. You can find us there at member the game, not remember, but just member the game. We follow everyone that follows us back. So please do that. And if you like the show, please leave us a review somewhere. I don't care where, iTunes, Podbean, YouTube, in the comments, anything. I want to read them, and I don't have any left to read. Other, like, I mean, I appreciate when you guys just weigh in and talk about the games and stuff, too. Um, I just, I mean, I guess I could get into reading those if I don't get any more reviews. I feel like I'm just begging for reviews. Um, even if you think the show sucks, still give it five stars, but then put a comment about how it sucks, and Adam just asked for five stars. That'd be fucking rad. Um, thanks, guys. That's it. I'm going to get out of here. Uh like I said, thanks for listening. 2019 is going to be our year. Let's go big. Uh, I'll be back next week, next Wednesday, with another episode. And until then, go play some games. Uh, and uh, I hope your New Year's resolutions haven't failed yet. If they have, that's fine. Don't worry about it. Just spend that time playing video games instead. All right? Thanks, guys. I'll talk to you again in seven days. Take it easy. Cheers. Cheers.